Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. This is Lisa with Charismatic Women. This is week one of Ageless. Um, we're doing this program a little differently than I have done them in the past, so I'll kind of breeze through this so everybody kind of knows what what to look for if you didn't get it, what to expect, how it's going to go down. Um, this week, you should have had you should get access to the meditation. Um, there will be a audio each week, and then a workbook that accompanies that audio. Um, and through a genius of technological wonder, I figured out that the workbooks can be editable PDF, which I just think is the coolest thing in the whole wide world. You don't have to print it and scribble on it or have a notebook or just ignore it altogether. You can mm-hmm. actually open the PDF on your computer and do your notes and answer your questions and what have you from right there, which is so much easier in my world than otherwise, so that's a nice addition. Um, these calls really will be just question and answer calls. So I'll breeze over the highlights for the week just to kind of go around the table as we do to make sure you know talk about questions or have comments. But I'm not married to these calls being any particular length. So if there aren't questions on the calls, um, we can keep them fairly short. There are a lot of people participating in this particular group that don't, this is not a good time zone for them or a time slot for them. Um, So starting next week, we'll probably also have a handful of email questions that I'll go through on the Q&A calls. Um, There are three interviews, three expert interviews for this series. One of them is recorded. One of them is probably being recorded on Monday. But they'll be coming along, and I'll send the first one out at some point next week, and you'll just kind of get the expert interviews when I feel like sending them out. But the first expert interview was with Ellen Woods, who I just adore talking to her anyway. She's so much fun, so you guys are going to enjoy that. I loved her her blog and um, the, the videos you sent of her. I've known Ellen for a decade. Um, really? Wow. Can't believe it's been that long. And I've interviewed her a handful of times and I I don't I mean so many people rock law of attraction, but it became life and death for her. I mean and she talks about it in the interview. I mean she didn't really understand what law of attraction was back in the day. She didn't have a name for it, but the principles that she'd used to build a business, build a life, build an empire, really. I mean, you know, create relationships, all of it. Like, her life came to a changing point. And she realized that she at least had to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Like, apply, applying those principles towards herself and her health and her well-being. Um, and she doesn't talk a lot about it in the interview, but I... That woman walked her talk, and 
my goodness, it shines through because she's she's a powerhouse at almost 80 years old. Yeah, I can't believe she's that age when you look at the pictures of her. She's actually, her 80th birthday, in the video montage, she talks about being 77, but her 80th birthday is um, the first week in July. Wow. And she's... She is a walking, talking, living, breathing example of what's possible with a shift in mindset. And mm-hmm. I I adore her. I mm-hmm. really do. So, um, so I figured that we would, like I said, I'll roll through this week's materials was basically broken down into talking about the mindset of agelessness. Um, and I think there are so many aspects to the mindset of agelessness that are really important, and we'll hit on them intermittently throughout this program. But the three that I wanted to talk about this week were the fact that agelessness happens in the now moment, that agelessness starts with the mind, not the body, and sort of the the brain habits or the brain, the way the brain, an ageless or youthful brain works. So the first one being that agelessness happens now. This is, this is not about trying to regain youth. I think that is a mental mind trap that's never, ever going to fully work. And like I talked about in the material, oftentimes we glamorize sort of our youthful selves in ways that aren't really accurate. We may not really be wanting to shoot for that anyway. And it's definitely not about avoiding the ravages of aging. And I think... That's been something that I've really had to catch myself on. What I caught myself not doing was writing about my husband's experiences working in a skilled nursing facility because I felt like that would be inappropriate. But I have spent, you know, both in my work when I was in college and a lot of time being around where David has worked, spent a lot of time in facilities with people who are not aging well. And I've had to really check myself in terms of not saying things to, I, like, I hope that never happens to me. You know, I'll do everything I can to prevent that from happening to me. I don't want to end up someplace like this. Like, that's also a trap. I mean, the forward-looking fearful trap or the backward-looking longing trap, that's neither one of those places are where ageless, agelessness actually exists. Agelessness exists in the moment of right now where we're not trying to recreate or avoid, but we're actually willing to create right now and embrace the best, most ageless version of ourselves in this moment. So any thoughts or questions about that? Jackie, you're always first. Uh Um, No, when I read through and... um, I only got the materials a little later. My day was somewhat busy, so I only got to it about half an hour before the call, but I was rereading word for word because that idea of agelessness had never occurred to me. For me, agelessness has always been as close to youth as possible. Um, right. and, and yet when I was looking at it, I mean, there are certain women who I adore and, and consider the epitome of agelessness, um, people, people like uh, Audrey Hepburn, for example, um, and yet she never. When I looked at it after reading what she said, she never actually 
pretended to be any age other than the age she was. You know, I mean, it was just, and 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 I haven't really looked at that. I've always tried to stay younger than I am, as opposed I to Hel- just being where I am. Where I am. Helen Mirren, I think, embodies that. Mm. So mm. she she nails it for me. Like I don't know how old she is. I'm guessing she's also in her seventies. But my God, she's rocking the moment she's in. Like yep. there is. There is no doubt that she's sexy. There is no doubt that she's owning it. She's she doesn't try to be. You don't ever see her trying to be, you know, thirty. Mm-hmm. But I, she nails it. I also think of Sophia Loren. Yeah, Sophia Loren was another one of my and Judy Dench to a certain degree too. I mean, mm-hmm. she she chopped her hair really short and she's sassy and gorgeous and it's it's very interesting. I I hadn't thought of it in a um, in a non-combative role, shall we say. <laughs> well, and I think we see it. I mean, we I know people, and I you see it walking down the street, like people who are trying to be younger yes. versus, versus settling into sort of the awesomeness of the moment that they're in. And it's, there's an energy that's very different about that. One is kind of restricted and panicked, and the other one is really expansive and easy. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you can be expansive or easy trying to be younger or afraid of getting older. The, yeah, those agreed. things don't live there. Yeah, Jeanette says that she read a quote from her, I'm assuming her, Helen, there we go, that she never considered herself beautiful. It's, yeah, hard to believe. And she's lovely. So, Nikki, did you have any thoughts on that one? You know, I, similar to the vein of what Jackie was talking about, I'm going to add in um, Diane Keaton because she's one of my favorite folks. And so, for me, I, you know, as far as, like, beauty and age, I, you're right, I would tend to look at, like, Helen Mirren and, you know, Diane Keaton. I think part and parcel is that they enjoy who they are and what it is that they do. I think because then that keeps you in that, you know, youthful energy. And I'm not talking about, like, youth. You have to be, like, wearing booty shorts, nothing like that. But I'm just saying just, like, that vitality, I guess, to me, that's more of, I guess, the energy that I want to embrace and body. And I think that, that those ladies in particular have it. I mean, I like them when they were right. younger, too. You know, I've liked them throughout. I mean, I've seen Helen Mirren in a lot of movies, so I've always, you know, held her up to, like, a high standard with that. So, Yeah. I mean, and I think I look at, if we're looking at celebrities, my, like, there's a generation of celebrity women about my age. I look at the, I hate to toss them in the same sentence, that always happens, but the Jennifer Anisons and the Angelina Jolies of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it, some people are, some people are doing this really well. We're, we're seeing aging in a different way. And I will use the word youthful in this material a lot. And it, that does not mean that I want to chase youth. But it's become really clear to me that youthful can happen at any age. And aged can happen at any age also. When I was doing, when I was looking at information about the brain scans of aged versus youthful brains, they really did very clearly outline that you can be very aged in the way your brain functions at 18, 19, 20, if all you're doing is sitting in front of the TV, you know, playing computer games. 
that mm-hmm. essentially creates the 80-year-old equivalent of an aged brain. So just because we toss around the term doesn't mean that we want to pursue youth. That's, that's kind of the opposite of what we want to do. Like, in order to be ageless, we have to give up that pursuit. Hmm. So the next one was, and I think this is really obvious when you look around, and I think it's obvious for me too. Like when I think about growing old or aging, the first thing I always thought about, to be frankly honest, is my skin. Like, oh, holy shit, what's going on with my skin right now? And I've got great (laughs) skin, by the way. (laughs) I mean, my skin rocks. But, I mean, if, I mean, at first glance, the concept around aging, in my mind, always leaned back towards the physical, visual aspects of aging. And I think this may be dif- different between men and women. I think men actually may look at aging in a significantly different way. They look at it in terms of performance, like physical abilities and performance where women tend to look at it as a physical, visual thing. But we're trained to think of aging almost in a reverse process. Like media and advertising, as it does in so many ways in our minds, scrambles reality. And we're really, really sort of programmed to focus on the visual aspects of aging. The, you know, crow's feet and the gray hair or the sagging boobs or whatever it is that we think we are going to be experiencing physically, visually when we age, women hone in on that and it's backwards. Like most of those changes that happen in our body, all of those changes are sort of results or secondary responses to what's going on mentally and then how those mental thought processes are affecting sort of the physiological environment in our body, like, as vain as it sounds, I spent a lot more time being way worried about wrinkles than I did about being way worried about cognitive decline or, you know, any number of things. But if we want to tackle agelessness, youthful appearance is a byproduct of an inner game, much more than it is an outer game. It's it's not a cosmetic thing. It's it's very, very much a thought game in terms of how we're communicating with and treating our our bodies and again the physiological environment that that creates for our cellular rejuvenation. So Jackie, thoughts on that? Yeah, of course, um, skin and body is definitely something that I've um, battled all the time. But and, and it is interesting that the part in the, the document that you gave us, um, just how old the body is at any given time, the various bits of it, um, which is uh, obviously further proof that the mind is, is what's governing everything. And, and, it, and it is very much a case of um, you can see the women who are... Um, who are engaged in their lives? They almost always, um, they almost always have that vitality that is youthful, that is ageless, and I think the body definitely follows um, follows that. It's it's nice to um, it's nice to have the information right at hand, front of mind, so that I can I can use it. 
I've always kind of thought of it that way, but I've never really sort of paid attention. And yeah, it's um, it's nice to know that it's not a cream. <laughs> I mean, our skin turns over about every four weeks. Completely new. <laughs> Completely brand new. I have struggled with this sort of in my head, like how our bones turn over, how my muscles and ligaments are different. Like why am I carrying some of the same physical ailments that I think I have regarding some of my injuries when the bones that broke aren't even there anymore or the muscles and ligaments that, you know, were torn don't even exist anymore. It's the thought patterns keep keep us locked in that story, which sort of manifests itself physically. But if we look at it without the story, it's simply not true. It's it's just not true. And I mean, it regenerates at different speeds. And like I said in the material, I mean, heart, brain, and eyes were sort of the final frontier where they said that it doesn't happen. But even now, science is proving that those organs also regenerate just in different ways. And it's a little bit harder to measure, obviously, how quickly the cells in your brain are turning over. So it, yeah, I mean, Jeanette said, makes you wonder what your body would be without my story of it. I totally agree. And I've actually, I sat myself down earlier this week and made myself some hypnotherapy recordings where I could start implanting some different stories about my body so that as it's regenerating right now, I can I can regenerate without some of that history because there's no reason I need to carry it forward. Ooh. You want to add that to the song? We would love to have tapes for each of us, I'm sure. <laughs> I would love <laughs> to have a, a hypnotherapy tape that, tells, that, that sort of bypasses the usual programming. Yeah, I, hit me up. We'll talk about it. It's easy to do. Nikki, do you have any thoughts on that? You know, I'm going to throw this out there. It might be a little contrarian, but I think there's also a cultural component to that as well. You know, I'm half African-American, and as far as, like, aging, it just is looked upon differently that I've noticed. I know, I mean, I grew up hearing, you know, black don't crack and all this other kind of business. And, you know, I just was just irritated with that. I don't know why I was a kid, but, I mean, I just really see that that's true. And so maybe, like, it's just dependent upon culture. So as far as, like, wrinkling and all that other kind of business, I don't really see it as a hot topic issue more so when it comes to the African-American community. So I'm going to throw that throw that out there. I envy. I mean, it, it all comes down to, what is it, melanin. <laughs> melanin. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I don't have much of. I'm guessing Jackie doesn't have an abundance of melanin. But, you know... <laughs> I, I do think that because because of, yeah, I mean, it, it varies from culture to culture. And it varies from culture to culture for different reasons. I mean, there are cultures, particularly some Asian cultures, that really value aging even though they are incredibly wrinkled. And, you know, it's culturally it can be a very, very different story. For most of us, we're not probably privy to that kind of cultural get-out-of-jail-free path. But for people who live in cultures where that's not that's not a story, I, w- I would mm-hmm. celebrate that lack of story. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. The third one was retrain your brain to function agelessly. And I talked about this 
first thing I talk about here is this perception of time business. Um, so tricky. So tricky. And I don't want to say that this science is solid because they're just now digging into perception of time versus actual time versus time not being linear. I mean, science is in a much different place than it was on a lot of these topics even just a few years ago. But I think that science is really beginning to embrace on some level the kind of concrete reality that at the very least, time isn't what we think it is. And that time isn't always nearly as linear as we would like it to be. And so these studies have been done on perception of time. And I think we all know that kids, when you're younger, time seems like it's moving much slower. And the older you get, the faster it seems to move up. And so the general perception always was that that was really just a perception thing. But now they're studying the reality that kids do different things with their time. It's almost as if they're doing a lot of things with their brains all the time. They're firing off a lot more neurosynopsis. They're processing a lot more information. And time seems to expand around that experience. So, yes, they perceive it as moving more slowly when really they may actually legitimately getting much more time. So we can slow down the whole process of how we experience time, which I have to believe has an impact on being ageless in a big way. And the the key trick here is sort of what I refer to as a seductive dance with your environment. It has to do with how much information about what you're getting from your environment you're willing to take in at a time. And if Janet was here, she would do a really good job of explaining to us about how our brains catalog information so that we don't ever have to think that thought again. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a, it's a great trick. It allows us to make decisions much faster, move through our environments with much more ease, but it also speeds up this, this perception or what I would say as a process of time. I, I have played with this a little bit in the last few weeks that I can say I am a believer. Like, if I am willing to be 100% present to the stimulus in my environment and be really, really mindful and let everything in, I feel like time expands for me almost effortlessly. But if I shut myself down, get really very hyper-focused, like, it, it starts to speed up again. Um, it's it's definitely worth playing with. But whether you want to speed up time or slow down time or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Like a youthful brain spends a lot more time engaged with its environment than an aged brain does. An older brain, and I will just say older people sort of generally because we've all got some sort of mental picture of what this looks like, they quit paying attention to what's going on around them because they've seen it all before, been here, done that, been sitting in this chair for 20 years. I don't need to look around. I don't need to pay attention. Their brain has cataloged everything. They're pretty much on autopilot. Time speeds up really a lot right there. 
but that's also a sign of an aged brain versus a youthful brain, which has a lot of engagement with extreme detail in the environment. So, Jackie, thoughts or questions on that one? No, the engaged process is, it was one of when, you know, when you've um, said the 10 qualities that you, uh, that I consider for agelessness, engaged was one of those, one of the top actually, because um, whether it's boredom or apathy or whatever, that seems to make people get older faster than anything else I've seen. Yep, I agree. That that sort of checked out. Why mm-hmm. people get really sick after they retire? Yeah, mm. yeah. Or something happens that means that they can't do what they used to do, and then they get bored or they get um, incapacitated in some way, and then it just sort of spirals from there. They, it's just they they lose interest. Yeah. Agreed. And I think details, 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 details really, really, really matter. And when I look around my space, like there are, there's a hundred details in here that I pay absolutely hundreds probably. I pay no attention to. Like it, it was very clear to me how far ingrained I am in that sort of cataloged, wrote, checked out sort of, and I'm not, but my brain is, has leaned that direction much more heavily than I might have wanted. So the intentional effort to bring myself back to detail mm-hmm. really brings things alive for me in a way that I wasn't aware, wasn't there before. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Jeanette, you're here. You have thoughts or mm-hmm. questions on that one? You know, in thinking about that study where they took all the senior citizens to the place that was like back mm-hmm. in time, you know, all the things from their youth and how their bodies responded to that, the way they measured that, it it made me think there were some really, and that included some details, right? Like their mm-hmm. music and their clothes and things like that. I don't know what else was included in that, but um, it it really feels like there's something exciting to be explored in that relationship between uh, time and our body and how we can play with that. And I think it is to be played with. I mean, there, when you really, it's a little bit like stepping out of the matrix. <laughs> when you really start toying with these notions and sort of playing around the edges of it, it's been pretty amazing to me to experience some shifts in perception that were right in front of me all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ellen actually talks about that experiment in the interview. Um, oh, right on. But, yeah, it, that was a very interesting one. Nikki, thoughts or questions on this one? Oh, no, no. I pretty much concur with what Jeanette and Jackie were talking about. Um, and the final thing um, that I wanted to talk about was this concept of learn, create, or play. And... This one is really, really tricky. I actually resisted it the way I would expect a lot of people to resist it, way to pre-pave that one. But, <laughs> I mean, when I first looked at it, I said, I create and I learn all day long. Like, that is pretty much what I do for a living, is create and learn, create and learn, create and learn. Not really true, but I told myself that. And when they have played with this in clinical environments, for people like probably all of us on the phone, Learning and creating that is habitual, the kinds of things that we do for our work in our regular sort of daily lives, didn't create the same sort of shift and expansion in the brain scans 
as what I would call extracurricular learning and creating or play. So, and they really did hook people up to machines and look at the brain. So, I mean, the fact that I'm reading personal development or law of attraction materials and listening to Abraham and doing some even research like scientific stuff and I'm creating course materials and what have you, that wouldn't have created any particular blip in my standard brain scan. But learning Italian, that's going to do it. Or like I said, my photography, something that's outside of the scope of my normal daily routine, that's what you're looking for in terms of sort of that very flexible neurological environment that is a youthful brain. And I think, again, if we look at people who have aged brains, whether they're 18 or 88, you don't see them learning, creating, or playing very much. And so this is one area out of many, I think, where we can kind of let behavior affect physiology. Like David and I argue about this all the time because in his line of work, the body teaches the brain. And in my line of work, the brain teaches the body. But this is one area where I think David's way of seeing the world is really accurate. That as the body is engaged in learning and creating and playing, it has a massive effect on the biology and physiology of the brain that allows the brain to be in a much more active and ageless or youthful state. And I think for a lot of adults, I mean, for those of us on the phone and who are listening, because I know some of the people who are in this program, I see this as a fairly playful group. But for a lot of people, even just the idea of play is so foreign as adults that incorporating play feels really uncomfortable, but it has, again, a massive amount of impact on physiology. So, Jackie, thoughts or questions? Well, they always tell you, I mean, one of the trite sayings is learn a new language will keep you younger, right? I mean, so, um, I don't know why, though. It makes sense. I have heard that language and music, like mm-hmm. learning to play an in- instrument, they kind of hit the same brain centers. Um, but yeah, this might be the prompt I need to play the piano. I've always threatened to, never got around to it. (laughs) There you go. There you go. My sister, who's a music major, music teacher, has said that she's seen studies that if you play an instrument, um, even if it's something that you've played all your life, if you stretch yourself to learn another piece, like other music, play something more difficult, play in a Mm -hmm. symphony in a group, that even that, you don't have to learn something brand new, but if you stretch that even further, it creates the same effects in the brain. But my well, sister's I'm, a music teacher, so that's what she's going to say. <laughs> well, I will say that when I was on stage and working, I mean, my favorite leading lady that used to come down, she was in her late 60s when she was still holding enormous roles, big starring roles, and doing tours of one-woman shows, and the show would be an hour and a half long, et cetera. And, um, and she would, it, it was the constant learning, um, new words, new music, new moves, um, the, the people's names out of a new cast, et cetera, et cetera. And I noticed that was the first thing that disappeared when I got here and I, I wasn't on stage anymore. 
um, my memory for names and my ability to learn fast, to remember a song the first time I, I heard it or remember, you know, I could, I could learn a, um, a, a paragraph of words in a couple of minutes without any problem. Now it takes some major concentration and, and, and it definitely is a muscle. Um, and I think, uh, I, I, I know it's not aged um, so far, I mean, I'm not that old, so it's, but I got older than I needed to have been just because I wasn't using it quite so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, we get, this is a place where we get to play. I mean, be wildly creative about what you want to learn or create or play. And optimally, it would be something that dabbles in all three of those areas every day. Learn, create, and play. Um, and that's, you know, that shouldn't be a tall order. It might be, but it shouldn't be to be able to do all three. of. I thought about you, Jackie. I mean, you spend a lot of time creating. Where would you be creating that wouldn't be a part or an outcropping of your work? I don't know, but I'm sure you can find something. Mm. Jeanette, thoughts on learn, create, and play? I was just thinking how to incorporate those three. You know, I've I've always known to keep your brain young, learn something new. And I've always wanted to be bilingual, but I've never followed through, even despite the fact that I've bought a bazillion programs on Spanish. I was thinking for for fun, for play, maybe I should learn Valerian or or Klingon instead. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, you know, what would be fun for me would be to create like um, affirmations in a language that no one else understands. That could be really fun too. I might have to look into that. I, I, I like... It, it all. I can already feel the power of that approach. So thanks. <laughs> there is. I mean, I've spent. I don't know more money than I want to admit on Spanish programs. Also, there's an there's an online program, and you can get it on your phone if you have an iPhone, or you can do it on the computer. It's called Duolingo. D U O L I N G O. Duolingo dot com. It is a blast. I I love it. I mean, so much more than Rosetta Stone. It's interactive. It's it's fun. It's free, and you can do as many languages as you want to. They might have Klingon, but (laughs) (laughs) there's there's just a side note. I'll put it in the chat room. It's Duolingo.com. Right on. Um. But I've had a blast on Duolingo because you can do so many different languages. And my goal right now is to learn to be a bad parent in Italian. So <laughs> when, I, when I'm in public and I'm really letting them have it in a way that I, you know, would be embarrassed otherwise, if it's coming out of my mouth in Italian and he's probably the only person that understands it, that <laughs> is my sole goal in life is to learn to tell my kid off in Italian. <laughs> So, Nikki, thoughts, questions on learn, create, and play? You're pretty creative, too. Yeah, yeah. And as far as, like, languages, right, like, when I was Japanese, I grew up hearing that. And, you know, I studied French in school. So I was like, you know, maybe i got to do something with language. And so I was like, i got to step it up so I can read French. And, and so it just wasn't doing anything for me, you know, other than playing for a trip. 
And so I decided to pick up German because that's something that's so out of my realm. And since I'm getting into actual web development to combine it with design, so you're learning JavaScript and that has like a lot of rules and that kind of a thing mm-hmm. to it, but you can get creative with that. And so I don't know, something about learning German has really like opened up. Like I don't know, I don't know, I think something started off in my brain because it's really opening things up for me because it's just so out there. And I know someone who actually is bilingual in German, so I'm actually like, you know, speaking with her, you know, in German. So Nice. I took two years of German in high school from a German man who you would think that would have done it. And I got off the airplane in Germany when I was 19 years old and looked around and realized I was fucked. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm not nearly as prepared as I thought I was. I I had two years of French in high school, and all that did for me when I showed up, also as a teenager in Paris, was that I recognized that's what they were speaking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny. I could I can sing in a lot of languages. I don't know what the hell I'm saying, but most mm. of the time. I'm... <laughs> uh, actually, Amy, when uh, my daughter went to France for six months um, to do immersion and get her, she she spoke French well when she got there, but she said she still sounded like a foreigner who's having to think. And she said she was. It took about three months of the time speaking only French. And she was at a discotheque there. She had a discotheque there, and she was flirting. And it suddenly popped into her head. She went, "I'm flirting in French." (laughs) And she she sent me an email. She said, "Mom, I can actually speak French now because I can flirt in it." And that was her. That was her big thing. She just she realized that she was flirting in French, and that's when she knew she could speak it. (laughs) Right on. I love it. Well, in Duolingo, you have to get enough points. Like you have to get through enough lessons to get the to get the module on flirting in your chosen language. So <laughs> I love that. It's good stuff. All right, that's that's a wrap for today. Unless you guys have any other thoughts or questions. No, no this, this is super you. fun. This Happy to be yeah, playing with everyone. Yeah, it's cool. All right, you guys have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. Bye, you Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.